It's always a joy to be with you. It's always a joy. I have a lot of good memories of things that have happened right here. And uh, it's been a privilege to be a part of that. One of the things that I would like to do this morning, in fact, I would, I would say this is the objective of the message that I'm going to bring, is I want us to look at and, if necessary, adjust our view of God. We all have a view of God, every one of us. And it's likely that the views that are represented here in the room this morning will different, be different significantly because of the experience of life we've had, the filter that we look through, and somewhere along the way, our view of God can become skewed. It can become just fogged up a little bit. And my prayer is that this morning, the Holy Spirit will help to bring a little clarity to your view of God, because this is important. And don't miss this. It's important because your view of God impacts how you view yourself. How you see God has a direct bearing on how you see yourself. For example, if I don't believe that God cares about me, what does that say about me? So we, we want to explore this because if I have a wrong view of God, I'm likely going to have a wrong view of myself. Amen. And so the two are very connected, and I want to explore that together with you this morning. So let's, let's get started, and I want to I start by dating some of you. Uh, I want to age some of you, okay? If you recognize any of these words, I want you to just raise your hand, okay? Pass me not. O oh, gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Now, I saw a lot of hands go up. If you raised your hands, then you are to be congratulated because you can apply for the seniors' lunch today. <laughs> you, you have just aged yourself. A song, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. It's a song that we sang in church when I was growing up as a boy. And while I, while I had a nice tune, I never really understood the song. But 
as I grew and explored it a little deeper, what I've discovered is that, that the song basically is a plea to God. And, and that plea to God is, is saying, Lord, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me while, while on others you're, you're calling, while you're blessing others, Lord Jesus, don't forget about me. The question I have for you, has you, have you ever, ever felt as though God forgot about you? You don't have to answer out loud. But I think there's a good number of us in the room that would have to say, I, I, I think there are times that I've felt like maybe God just, just forgot about me. Have you ever been in such a place, in, in such a dilemma, in a, a dark, trying place, a struggling time, where you were wondering, maybe, well, maybe God has forgotten about me. You know what I mean. Those trying times when, when we just honestly, we just honestly wonder, has God forgotten about me? Very personal very intimate. There was a time in the history of Israel when God's people were in what we know as exile. They were in Babylonian captivity. They had been carried off from their homeland, from their home city, Jerusalem, and they had been taken off to a foreign land, Babylon. And they were being held captive in this foreign land. It was, a, it was one of those trying times in, in the life of the people of Israel. Je Jeremiah speaks about it in, in his writings. He, he talks about God's people and they, they, they struggled they wondered, has our God forgotten about us? Isaiah speaks about it. Speaking about the people that struggled and they wondered, has God forgotten about us? Has he forgotten about me? And, and Jeremiah sets the record straight. He, he speaks directly to it. And you love this verse from Jeremiah. Wired back up. We're okay? All right, good. So Jeremiah... 
is speaking to the condition of Israel. And, and the verse is one that you and I love. We, most of us probably have memorized the verse. Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. They are thoughts of peace. They are thoughts of not evil. They are thoughts to give you a future and to give you a hope. We love that verse. In there, God is saying, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Another version says, I, I know the plans that I've made for you. Still another version says, I know what I'm thinking about you. Now, get, get used to being very personal in these moments because this is a word of the Lord to you. Not to ancient Israel. That was them. That was there and it was real. But how many of you know that God didn't die? Amen. God is still alive. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in his promises then are his promises today. And God is saying, I know the thoughts I'm thinking about you. Each one of you. Listen, if you get nothing else out of what I say today, I want you to hear this. There's somebody here today that needs to hear this word. God is thinking about you. God has not forgotten you. You are not on the back burner with God. You're a front burner item with the Lord. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will bring this revelation to our understanding collectively and to your understanding individually that God has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you. In fact, let's, let's turn it around and, and say it this way. God has not forgotten about me. Say that out loud with me. God has not forgotten about me. That's so important. Lord, that's an understanding that we need today. Would you just, by your Holy Spirit, cause that to sink deep into us? Help us not to miss that simple truth today that you have not forgotten about us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the theme of where I'm going this morning. That God has not forgotten you. And I want to give you three reasons that you can write down, that you can memorize, that you can get a hold of to remember that truth that God has not 
forgotten about you. And the first reason is that God has not forgotten about you because you are in his thoughts. He can't forget about you if you're in his thoughts. I know the thoughts I have for you, Jeremiah said. You're in God's thought. I have not forgotten about you because I'm thinking about you. I have a friend who's gone to glory already, but years ago he wrote a book that was titled God Works the Night Shift. <laughs> when you and I are asleep, God is thinking about you. You are in his thoughts. And no matter what comes, no matter what goes in my life, in your life, this is the bottom line. God has not forgotten you. Listen, that's the truth. And it's a truth I live by. I, I, I draw every breath every day with that understanding that God has not forgotten about me. I, I find joy in that truth. It causes me to be able to get up in the morning and realize that the God of the universe, not some religious being, the creator, the true, the living God has not forgotten about you. He made you. He knows who you are. He knows how you're wired. He knows what constitutes your very being. And he has not forgotten about you. I tell you, I praise God for that truth. I, I live with it in my heart every day. And, and so I, sometimes I have to just proclaim it to myself. Now here's a secret. Sometimes I have to proclaim it to the demons of hell that are trying to whisper in my ear and tell me that I'm a no one that God doesn't have any thoughts about me, and I have to stand up and say in the name of Jesus, I am not forgotten in the heart and the mind of God because his thoughts are toward me, and he knows what he's thinking about me. God says, I know the thoughts. I know the thoughts. I can't forget about you. How do you forget about something you're thinking? It's an impossibility. It's incongruent. You can't forget about something that's going on in your mind. If you're thinking about lunch right now, you can't forget about it. And maybe your thoughts are being reinforced by your stomach. I don't know. But when it's going on in your mind, you can't forget it. And God says, I know the thoughts I have for you. And so Jeremiah is proclaiming that. But Isaiah takes it another step further. And he says, now, get this. I understand this, that my thoughts are not your thoughts. I've got thoughts about you, but red alert, your thoughts are not my thoughts. You may think thus and so about you, but here's what I'm thinking about you. And they are not the same. 
And he goes on to say in that same passage in Isaiah 55, not only are my thoughts not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. So, so God's up to something. He's up to something mighty. And, and he says, I don't do things like you do them. I know the thoughts. The word thoughts is an interesting Hebrew word. It's the word kashab. And, and kashab means to interpenetrate. You say, well, what's that mean? Well, it, it's kind of like a picture of weaving things together. It's, it's combining different things together or blending or, or braiding something together. That's what kashab literally means. And when God says, I know the thoughts I have for you, I know what I'm weaving together about you. Years ago, our youngest granddaughter uh, was about to graduate from high school. So we, we flew up to be with her in her graduation and her prom. And we, we arrived and um, unsurprisingly, when, when we arrived, we had an assignment. Grandma and Grandpa are in town. Now we have an assignment. And here's what our assignment was, that we, we had to go find an extension for her hair. <laughs> she was going to graduate and go to the prom, and she wanted to have a kind of look. So she needed a hair extension. And so Grandpa and Grandma were with Mama off to the wig store to look for a hair extension that, that would be satisfactory. Now, it, it had to be exactly right. To enhance her looks and get what she was wanting, it, it had to be the perfect color, it had to be the perfect texture, had to be the perfect length of hair. Now, now, what I didn't know is that going to look for this hair extension that I was going to receive an education. <laughs> Do you know what kind of hair is available? It may be Peruvian hair. It may be Brazilian hair. It may be Malaysian hair. It may be horse hair. But it's all real hair. It's not synthetic. It's real hair. Now don't miss this. Some of you are about to miss it as I say it. It's real dead hair. You're taking real dead hair and you're mixing it with real living hair. And, and you're, you're weaving it together to get the look. Real dead hair being woven together, kashab, being braided together with real living hair. Now, now some, some cultures call it a weave. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Now, now for, for my... My little granddaughter, it's an extension. But there, there are other people, it's, it's a weave. But it's all the same. It's real dead hair being put together 
with real living hair. And then you get the look that, that you're wanting. God says, I know the kashab, the thoughts that I'm weaving together about you. And I can't forget you. God is saying, I have the power to take the real dead stuff and the real lifeless stuff, even the real painful stuff, the real disappointing stuff, I weave it together with the real alive stuff about your life. And I weave it together, the Lord says, with my love, with my grace, with my mercy. He's taking the real stuff, real pain, real disappointment, real disillusionment, real misunderstanding, all those real things of your life. He's weaving those together with the real alive stuff that's going on inside of you. And so Romans 8, 28 is true. I am working all things together. I'm weaving the bad, dead, real stuff. I'm weaving that together with the alive stuff in your life in order that you will come out looking like I intend for you to look. Amen. And that you will be then, as Ephesians 2 says, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. His poema, his beautiful poetry, taking the real dead ugly, painful, bad stuff, and we all have it. And weaving that together with the real alive stuff that is happening by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And God says, I am doing that. And the end result is that God gets the glory. That he's the one that comes out shining. And so God is saying, I have not forgotten you because you're in my thoughts. You're in my thoughts. Now, the second thing he says, I haven't forgotten about you because I have a plan. You are in his plan. Now, in, in the context here of Jeremiah 29, you go back up in the beginning of the chapter and you'll find out that God says, here's my plan for you while you are in exile, while you are away from your homeland, while you are in a place that you never thought you would be, while you are maybe even disillusioned, I have a plan for you. And he goes on and says, I want you to in this place of exile, I want you to build homes and begin to live in them. I, I, I want you to plant gardens and I want you to begin to eat the fruit of the garden. I, I want you to intermarry. I want you to have children. 
And, and I want your children to begin to have children. In the place where you are, I want you to do all this and begin to seek the peace of that city where you are at. Because I have a plan for you. Now watch this. God is saying, right where you are at, it may not be the place of your choosing. It may not be where you thought you would it be. God is saying, right where you at are, are at, I'm going to bless you. Don't look at the circumstances of where you are. Look at what God's plan is. You're in Damascus. You're in Babylon. You were made for Jerusalem. But you aren't in Jerusalem right now. You're over here in exile, but right where you're at, God says, I have a plan to bless you. Amen. In your circumstances. Where were these people of God? They were not in their homeland. They were off in a foreign land. And listen, some of them there, there was an entire generation of them that were there for one reason. They sinned. They had offended God. They did not keep his word. They did not walk according to his ways. And even though God time and time and time again gave them opportunity to recover and return back to him, they rebelled and they kept, the scripture says they were stiff-necked. They just bowed up. They said, we're not going to do that. And as a result then, because of their sin, they were taken captive into a foreign land. And now they're in a place they never thought they would be. But God's saying to them, I'll bless you right there. I have a plan for you. But listen, there was another group of people that were in the same place, in the same circumstances, the same exile. And they weren't there because of sin. They were born there. It was an entire new generation that had been taken into captivity and they were born into that circumstance. They didn't get there because of their sin. They got there because they were born there. The things around them looked the same. The people that were there because they were being punished for their sin, the circumstances were the same for the people that were born there. But they weren't there because of their own fault. They just were there. Here's what God is saying to you and I today. Whatever your circumstance might be, wherever you find yourself, I don't have you there for punishment, God says. I have you there for a revelation. I'm going to teach you something that you would never learn if you had not been where you're at. Because God has thoughts about you. He's weaving things together. He has a plan for you. And he wants us to know that while we are there, wherever there is, whatever there might look like for you, whatever there is defined as 
while you are there, God is saying, I'm thinking about you. I have plans for you. And your life is going to show others how my hand is upon you. Right where you're at. Right what you're going through. I will bless you where you are at. Say, well, God, how could God bless me in this situation? Well, he blesses you because he has a plan. He blesses you because he's been thinking about you. He's very aware of all the real dead hair of your life. That he's weaving together with the alive stuff of who you are. He's very alert to that. And he says, I'm going to bless you right where you're at. And so here's the word of the Lord. Don't be in such a hurry to leave. Sometimes we're trying to run away from what God's trying to do. Right where we're at. We say, I don't like it here. I'm not used to the kind of food they eat in Babylon. I, the cultural conflict is so different. I don't want to be here. And listen, God said, I've got thoughts about you. I, I'm working those thoughts. I've got plans for you. Don't be in such a hurry to run away from that because I'm doing something. Amen. I'm going to accomplish in you what would not be accomplished if you weren't there. I'm going to teach you something that you'll never learn unless you are where you are. But when you come out of where you are, <laughs> you're going to come out with a revelation of the power of God to work in the middle of a situation that you never imagined yourself to be in. What a revelation that can be. I want you to turn to somebody next to you and just tell them God has not forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about you because you're in his thoughts. And God is busy thinking, weaving, working, putting together, braiding all of that stuff of our life. And he's, he's making something. And, and so God is not forgotten about you because he's thinking about you. God has not forgotten about you because you are in his plans. He's got a plan for your life. Amen. And it doesn't matter how old or how young you may be. You don't get outside of God's plan. God planning. I, this is my first weekend to speak since I retired. I, I had no idea that upon retirement that within just a few weeks I'd be getting a phone call saying, would you come and speak at a retreat? I thought I was done. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was, you know, move back to Texas and build our home and just kind of kick back. No, I never thought that. <laughs> no. But I'm so pleased that God has a plan. That he's working his plan in spite of what I may think or feel or believe. God is busy at work. So we're in his thoughts. We're in his plans. And, and here's the last thing. God's speaking through Isaiah again in, in Isaiah 49. And Isaiah says, yet I will not forget about you. Look, 
I've inscribed you on the palm of my hand. One version says he has engraved you on the palm of his hand. Another version says I have etched you into the palm of my hands. Another one says I have carved you into the palm of my hands. God says I can't forget about you because I have a permanent tattoo of you in the palm of my hands. God was before our time. Tattooing is not a recent kind of activity. God had you and me etched, tattooed permanently in the palm of his hands. Now listen, the palm, think about it. The palm is the very center. The very center of the hand of God's power. The, the, the very center of God's grace. The, ver, the very center of, of God's love and mercy. And so God is saying, now watch this. God is saying, how can I forget you? Because every time I lift my hand, I see you. Every time I wave my hand to bring deliverance, I see you. Every time I reach my hand for healing, I see you. Every time I lift my hand in power, the mighty right hand of God, every time it is lifted in power, he says, I see you. I have not forgotten about you. I can't forget about you because you are etched in the very center of my hand, the palm of my hand. And every time God reaches his hand to part a Red Sea, he sees you. Every time the mighty hand of God is extended to part the Jordan, he sees you. Every time he reaches his hand into a Philippian jail, he sees you. God cannot forget you. And when Jesus hung on the cross between two thieves, he sees you. Those hands that were pierced he sees you. He looks at his hands hanging on the cross and he sees you. He doesn't see mankind. He sees you. He knows that he's dying for you. That he's giving his life for you. That the forgiveness that is going to be available is for you because you are inscribed in the palm of his hands. And then three days later, when that stone rolled away and he came out of that tomb and he lifted his hands toward heaven and declared with all 
heaven and earth listening, he said, I saw you. The power of the resurrection, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then you will come to life. He sees us, his hands of love and his hands of grace and his hands of mercy. Yeah, God thinks about you. He hasn't forgotten you. God has plans for you. God has you engraved in the palm of his hand. And that's the view of God that I want you to go away with this morning. I don't know what your view of God might have been when you came in, but I want the view you have of God as you leave to be just as we've talked about, that he has not forgotten you. And as a little bit ago, ministry is happening down here. I was standing there thinking, if we could only, every one of us, see in the invisible realm what God was doing, you would know that this was a living illustration of what I'm preaching to you today. God has not forgotten you. And if you were down here to receive healing, God has not forgotten you. If you were down here to be encouraged, to to be lifted up, God has not forgotten you. The truth of the day, and you can go out of here and start this week with that understanding, with that revelation in your heart, and you can rejoice and you can say, my God has not forgotten me. And whatever the devil tries to whisper in your heart, you just stand up and you proclaim it with understanding, with authority, and with volume. And say, back off, devil. My God has not forgotten me. And he will never forget me. He'll never leave me. He'll never let me go alone. And it's possible, because I don't know all of you here, It's possible that you're here today and you're thinking, wow, I've never known God about like that. And maybe, maybe you're at the place where you say, well, that kind of a God I can can relate to. And that you would want to open your heart to welcome that kind of God. Which, by the way, there's only one kind of God like that. The true living God. There's only one. And he is the way. That's right. He is the way. And nobody, nobody comes any other way except through Jesus. I want you to bow your heads with me, if you will. And I just want